Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's a nice shirt. Thank you very much. Nice polo top. Thank you. It's from your favourite department store. Mm-hmm. Who've you borrowed it off? Nike. It's nice. He bought it. I said, that's a lovely. That'll look lovely on camera for the podcast. Do you wear the same clothes? Do you share clothes? We share... We share tops. Do you? <laughs> 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 we don't share bottoms <laughs> because he's taller than me. So mature. <laughs> Welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life. That's really tickled me. Answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas. Like, what do you do if you shit yourself in public? And how should you react if you get dumped by the love of your life? Oh, oh dear. Are you everything all right, Ben? <laughs> so I always feel that these first few questions are a little window into the life of Ben. Yeah. So this week... He shat himself in public and perhaps one thing led to another was done by the love of his life. Oh, has Diego got a new owner? <laughs> and of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not your usual agony aunts, are we, William Hansen? No, we're not Jordan North. I'm more yacht in the med, you're more not in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> What's I think that Ben mean? wrote that. Not in the bed? Yeah. And not. Oh, I'm, yeah. right, we're okay. Yes. Yeah. Not in the bed. Okay. Cannot. I'm trying to sound so like I'm rubbish. Oh, what, you're not in bed? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 apparently you're very, very good. If I believe what's written on that lavatory wall, you're excellent. You're going to start bringing stuff up again from... <laughs> 
Shall we do a toast? <laughs> Shall we do a toast? Well, we've just had the bank holiday, of course. I hate bank holidays, but what I do like about the last bank holiday in August is there are no more for the rest of the year now. Till Christmas. Yeah, till Christmas, and that sort of doesn't count. So uh, let's pour the G&D. Uh, you did the uh, G last week, so I'll do the G this week. Oh, we'll leave it you. Some more of those tops. So I'd like to toast the fact that uh, we are now bank holiday free until Christmas. To bank holidays? Well, to the lack of them. I love a good bank holiday. Waste um, of time. No, why do They are a waste of time. You just, what, look, if I were in charge, if I, when I inevitably become prime minister... You'll have us all back in the bloody workhouses, you. I'll have you in the workhouse. You would. That's how you'd see it. So what I would do is there are, what, three bank holidays, like the, the May and the two August ones. No, there's two in May and one in oh, August. the two May and the one August Love one. Love May. And I will just give every worker three extra days of holiday that they're illegally allowed to take, and they can take it whenever they want, no. rather than always on these set days. Why? So, did you... And then I do tax relief for the freelance people, like the self-employed who, you know, can't take a bank holiday. Does your dad like a bank holiday? Never really asked him. Probably not. He's probably indifferent to them. If you want our help with something, remember, we would love it if you got in touch with a problem. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexofmyboss.com or you can tweet or send us a message on Instagram at sexofmyboss or you can write here to Mr Misery Guts William Hudson who promises a handwritten reply. Ooh, Mr Misery Guts. And his own letter to paper. The address is on the website, sexedmyboss.com. How's your week been? It's been good, thank you. Uh, it's been all right, other than obviously the, the bank holiday, which I detest. I just sit there crying uh, during... But it's fine. Um, now, something that you asked in the group, because you asked us in our WhatsApp group whether we all had one, whether we had a Billy Bass in our lose. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah. It's, so randomly, I do when I've had a drink, I do text random stuff to random people and in the WhatsApp group. And then I got drunk the other night. And do you remember those Billy Bass fish that everyone used to have in the downstairs toilets? In, no. In, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Do you not remember? Can you, well, show me. What do you and mean? And you'd press the button, it goes, Here's a little song I wrote. Don't, well, note for note, don't worry. Be happy. And then you press it. Any Gene Divas get in touch, because I texted in the group, and nobody, obviously, had had a drink over the bank holiday weekend. No one remembers it. I think we've talked about it before. Look, it's gone like this. Oh, my God, that was in people's loose. How do I know? Wait, wait, his little head comes up, watch. Take me to the river. Put me in the water. Take me to the river. Put me in the water. And then you pressed... Do you know, everyone had these. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> this is another one. Oh, there's another one. And, and I know... There's another one that goes. Someone sped that up. There's some weirdos on YouTube. Um, wait, there's. What one says? Don't worry. Do you not remember these? No. Did you? Did Sarah not have one in a downstairs bog? Absolutely not. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Now. <laughs> 
No, and I'm very glad we didn't. Please get in touch, Gene uh, Davis. If you had one of them, everyone had, like, everyone had them in the downstairs loser in the living room. I'm going to say this. I'm going to rip the plaster off. I don't think if you went to private school you had one in your house. <laughs> they were all the range in the early 2000s. All the range. Them and Pokemon cards. We had sort of school photographs. That's what we had in the loo on the wall. We didn't have many of them because my mum said they were too expensive. <laughs> well, we had, we, I remember we had my father's school, my mother's school, my year, or the year that I was sort of in it, and then James's. Do they think I'm better money, this bloody school? Every year it's new PE kits, it's new pictures. Your other ones will do from last year. Do you know how much that's going to cost for four? And your teeth are all crooked. No. Go and play with Billy Bass and piss off. And did it say so it only did two songs? Pardon? <laughs> it only did two songs. Yeah, it did. Right. Yeah. Did it get and you did it every time you went to the loo? Yeah, you, you got But then everyone knows you're in the loo. Yeah. So you go and have a wee and you'd press it. Did it break after a while? In, yeah, it did, yeah. And you'd then press just press it. There. Your dad'd be there trying to watch. Was it wall mounted or did you just prop it up on something? It was like, it, 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 it had a little... Plaque. Yeah, I see the plaque. Yeah, but I think it had a little thing like how you prop pictures up at the back. Oh, I see. Yeah. A stand. A stand, yeah. Right. And you'd press it and your dad would be there trying to watch Soldier Soldier. Will you piss off with that? Trying to watch telly here? Why did you get them that, Wendy? It's a bloody beard of my life, you kids. We did have a tacky comedy Christmas tree that sang, you know, like a little thing that oh, stood did you? on, which yeah. we put up because it annoyed Granny. Oh. So we would get that out at Christmas. But I was probably like 12 or 13. I think, an imp- by the way, mm. my mum and dad didn't just scream at us and tell us to piss off during the whole No, there, there was a lot of love <laughs> there and affection. Was, there was a lot of love. Like, they didn't just... They, I mean, a lot of it was screaming at us, but they, there was a lot of love there. They didn't tell us. I think... Mm. Hear me out here. Yes. Could we do an impression of... Of Granny? Yeah. I think if someone's dead, it's probably ever so slightly bad taste. Sarah. (laughs) Sarah. Why have you got a tree that sings? made her sound like Darth Sidious from Star Wars. Sarah. Sarah, I do not agree with this Christmas tree. It's garish and it's gauche and it's tacky. Granny once came to... uh, when When we moved to the house that you visited... Uh, Granny came in and looked around it and went, it looks like a farm worker's cottage. <laughs> she didn't like the fact you had to walk through the dining room to get to the sitting room. She felt they should be on uh, over, you know, off a hall, central hallway or something. Oh. Was this yeah. your mother's mum or you? This is etiquette, Granny. Father's mum, then? No, mum is mummy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. She was very opinionated, Granny. Would she? Give mm. us another line. Um... Well, I think I've said this one before. We moved away from, uh, or they moved away. I wasn't bored. They moved. Granny and Grandad moved away from Redland, which is a very nice suburban area of Bristol. Perfectly nice, really lovely Victorian Edwardian big houses, because it was becoming quote unquote a hotbed of left wing activity. <laughs> if, if you've been to Redland, that's not how I describe it. It's it's as suburban middle class as you can get. Oh really? Yeah. A hotbed of left wing activity. <laughs> Um, she was a character. Yeah, she sounds like it. Right. Um, She's the one who gave me the etiquette book, which is, of course, the reason I'm sitting here. We've not got many episodes left of this series. No. But we do have a tour. Coming up. And 
are we ever going to go for this curry? <laughs> we At the start of this series, I was meant to come round yours for yep. a curry. And, and then you've been away. I've been away. You've cancelled once or twice. Don't know if I've mentioned it. I, 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 I came down terribly, awfully with the um, COVID vaccine. But that said, we, you and I are spending quite a lot of time together every weekend, basically, until the end of October, bar one. We're mm. going to spend on tour. So we're probably going to see quite a lot of each other. And we're going to see... Um, and we're going to go for plenty of meals. Plenty of meals. Now, speaking of um, said curry... Right. During my excursion away... Mm. It was brought to my attention that uh, you wrote a certain article for the Daily Telegraph. Well, I contributed. And the um, title was Generation Flake, Why Young People Are More Unreliable Than Ever. And Can I just give some context? So the journalist asked me for my opinion at a time, I think it was possibly in the few days we weren't speaking. And you... In hindsight, I wrongly used the article as therapy. So it was an it was an aim. Are you? I don't think it's specifically aimed at you. A few G and Divas brought it to my attention via Twitter. Tags me in it. It says here, basically, you've wrote an article about me, right? William Hansen, owner of the English Manor, a company advising people on social, dining and business etiquette... And many other things. ...thinks flakiness is often down to the fact that too much choice can be overwhelming. People say yes, and then a better offer comes in, says Hansen, 31, who's plenty of experience, with unreliable friends. Often there is legitimate reason, illness, work commitments or family business, but much of it is down to can't-be-bothered-itis... I think it's not directed at you. You'd never know that that was directed at you. Recently, Hanson had spent weeks planning a date for a friend to come okay, You don't over. need to read this bit. <laughs> the first time his friend cancelled with a legitimate reason. Oh, my God! You, I... I thought the telegraph's behind a paywall. He'll never see this. <laughs> it won't. I'll never... The second time, he complained of a reaction to his vaccination. <laughs> this is me! Then admitted he couldn't be bothered, says Hansen, who begrudgedly let him off. But when the friend cancelled a third time because England had reached the final of the Euros, Hansen had lost patience. He should have cried wolf he shouldn't have cried wolf the first time. Now he had a semi good excuse, but he was hoisted up by his own petard. Petard. What's petard? Well, a petard was a, like a type of bomb in the days of Shakespeare and hoisted by his own petard as a quote from Hamlet, but don't worry about it. Says Hansen, who says he would reconsider a friendship if someone frequently cancelled with pathetic excuses that turned out to be untrue. You wrote an article about I me. I contributed to an article. There's enough shite out there being written about me as it is. Yeah, but this bit's true. Yeah, and I don't need <laughs> this. I was away when you wrote this, weren't I? Uh, no, we just weren't speaking. Is there anything you want to say? It came out whilst you were away. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm sorry for using the Telegraph as my therapy, but we've cleared things up. You've sent me flowers. We've apologised. We love each other very much, and I feel it's water under the bridge. Just googling slander. It wouldn't stand up in Cox. It actually happened, didn't it? It's so true. <laughs> and I'm sure that was run past the Telegraph lawyers. Are you happy to carry on our friendship, this podcast? Um, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've thought about it. But actually, you've cancelled on me once or twice. It's now my turn to cancel on you. You are see, I knew this. So when we do go for this curry, you're going to cancel on me just to be... <laughs> no, there's something else I'm going to cancel. What? And I haven't... We've been waiting until you're in the same room as me to tell you this. So, you know, um, a couple of series ago, I can't remember what it was, series four, maybe, we agreed that if we got to 50, we would become safety husbands. Yeah. Well, next year, Mikey and I are going to get married. Oh, don't. Stop it. Are you actually? Yes. Oh, my God. Are you engaged? We are. Oh, give us a hug. Oh, oh I'm so happy for you. Oh, William. Thank you. Oh, I'm going to cry. Oh, don't. I will. Oh. 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 <laughs> so we're not getting married at 50? Was it oh, well, 40? I mean, it, look, it could all go wrong. Are you right? But can I text Mikey? Yes. Oh, whenever. It... Oh, so why am I being really calm? <laughs> oh, I'm so happy for you. You're going to a gay wedding. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Wait. Ah. Oh. Oh. Thank you. Oh. And it's been so hard because you've been away, and all I've wanted to do is tell you. And I, it's much better telling friends in person than like on Zoom or FaceTime, whatever. Unless you you can't. And you've been texting me like, you and Mike, you're right. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, fine, all good, fine. I'm so happy. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I am so happy for you. Thank you very much. Ooh. Well, I'm sorry that you and I are now not going to be an item at 50. Probably. The chances are quite high. So, oh, God, I'm get- let me have a drink. I'm getting worked up here. Uh, have you told your mum and dad? Yes. <laughs> 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 I've just... No, you're the first person I've told. <laughs> I was, I've just spat water all over. No, look at me, I'm a mess. This table's soaked. OK, so what do you mean? So you have told your mum and dad? Yes. <laughs> the ego on this one. <laughs> so what did they say? Well, they were obviously very happy. Oh, sorry, I've just got water on the mic. Oh, you is know, that why you're going to theirs this weekend? No, that was always going to happen. Oh, I need to get them a... What's the etiquette for if your friends get engaged? You get them an engagement present? You can't... You don't need to know, don't, 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 don't do a present. So, oh my God, so have you told your brother? Yes! <laughs> so I'm not the first person you've told? No. Oh, well, shove your engagement up your bloody ass then! No, I'm joking. Have you told Mikey's mum and dad? All family know. Have you told, like, Hattie and Daryl? Yes. Have you? Yes. So I'm last? Well, you were away. Does Leanne know? Yes. OK, and Tom? Lovely Tom. Uh, does uh, James and uh, Chelsea know? Yes. Ah! They all got sworn to secrecy because I went, Jordan is away, I can't tell him. You can't say anything. Um, um, OK, who else? Have, have... Does uh, Boris Johnson know? <laughs> We're not close personal I friends. think I might actually cry. I'm Thank so you. happy for you. OK, um, who proposed to who? So, it's very boring. And in hindsight, 
we should have done a proper proposal because everybody has asked this question. And the story is we were away in Oxfordshire when we went on our whole staycation. And we had talked about it a few years ago. Obviously, then pandemic happened. And I don't think anybody's relationship did that well in the pandemic. And then after, you know, everything's fine now, lovely. So we hadn't talked about it for a year and a bit. And I said to him over dinner, we were by a roaring fire. It's, you know, nothing says July more than a roaring fire. But we were sitting next to a roaring fire in July. And um, I said, well, where what are we thinking about marriage? And he looked horror-stricken. And I thought, oh, God, I've really, like, I've completely misjudged this. I'm so happy for you. And it turns out he was basically thinking about it uh, as well and had wanted to sort of ask me, but I had wanted to ask him. And obviously in, with two guys or two girls, it, you know, you don't necessarily, oh, with two, a guy and a girl, you don't have to follow the traditional route anymore. So we basically just sort of talked about it for a week. And we're like, yeah, all right. So we've set a date. It's all booked in. September next year. To clear your diary. I'm absolutely... It is on a Friday. Not because you don't work Fridays. I'm absolutely that was a consideration. Made up. I'm I'm absolutely made up. Do you need a DJ? (laughs) Do you know, so many people have said, oh, is Jordan going to DJ? The answer is Jordan's only reception only. (laughs) <laughs> are, you, are you still not having a night, do? No, it was what? over by seven. No, that's not a wedding. It is a wedding. Are you really not having a night, do? No. I'm going to text. I'm going to text Mikey now. Late there, we'll see okay. what his response is. Okay. Well, he's actually driving okay. currently, but I'll te- so you so won't I'll wait till re- after he's. You won't get a response. You Should can text him, but you won't get a response. Okay. Until like twelve. Right there. I got really emotional. So did I. There you go. Oh, he's replied. He sent a voice message. <laughs> Oh, here we go. He's replied straight away. All right, George. Yeah, no, we've absolutely made up. Chuffed to bits, I am. I'm going to marry my little poppy. I am. I've been doing it all the time on building site, you know, to, to pay for it. But no, we made up. It was dead romantic. We were next to a big fire. And, and i just seen him there with his big head. And I thought, I'm going to marry that man. Sorry, where's that come from? I don't know, but... I'm just made up, Jordan. I am. And I love my little flower pot. I do. See you later, poppets. What did Sarah say? They were very, very happy. And do you know what? Darling, what? I will open another bottle of champagne, darling. Have you told James? Yes. All family know. Oh, OK. And I, I was very, obviously, you know, etiquette, kind of my thing. So it's very much, we don't announce it on social media, on or on anything until all family and friends know. Basically, if you are, yeah, it's particularly with family, you've got to tell them personally before they, you know, they shouldn't find out You're about crying, it. You're crying, aren't you? I have, it's been a very emotional couple of weeks, yes. Give me the date so I can put it in now. 16th of September. Right, 16th of September. You better be in the country. Oh, I'm at, uh, a kick. Oh, next year. Next year. Oh, not thank this year. God for that. I think you're at one of our gigs. Yeah, I think I was going to say, there's something in there. July, Mike August... Mike and I getting married in Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it Mikey, so, William... Well done, Ben. And... You're a friend. Mikey... Don't know why it's in Ben's diary, he's not coming. <laughs> Wedding. <laughs> so he, he, no one got down on one knee. <laughs> No. <laughs> Just a bit later. <laughs> the What was so lovely is obviously when we then told my parents, you know, as a, as a teenager before I had come out, you do worry about telling people, you know, how are people going to react, etc. particularly those you're close to and family, whatever. 
Turns out my father's basically been planning the whole thing for a couple of years. And he, the next day I get, here's the draft wedding invitation I've had sitting on my computer. for. Oh. And if you could actually tell sort of 14-year-old William that, he would he would be very um, touched. <laughs> no, you're going to make me cry as well. I'm beginning Stop to Stop it, again. you're going to make me cry. Stop. Okay, wait. That is so beautiful. <sighs> oh. <sighs> so, yes, there we go. Now you know. That's why I was so keen to see you in person. So about that curry. Maybe maybe the curry can be the wedding breakfast. Have you got a ring? No, no, we're do- not doing engagement rings, but we'll do, we'll do wedding rings, probably. When are you putting it on socials? Probably on the day this podcast goes out. Probably. I don't, I can't even, I don't, I'm all sixes and sevens. Yes, sorry, uh, maybe everything else sort of falls into insignificance, really, after that. Yeah. You all right? Yeah. <laughs> Should we do a Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Week? Yes. Let's, let's, let's do some Let's wedding. have a laugh. A wedding joke. It's been an emotional day, even the cakes and tears. Thank you. Okay. Here's Jordan's Joke of the Week. What do we pay him for, seriously? <laughs> if you like a chap who's cheeky and northern, you're in for a treat. With our Jordan. Jordan, and if a giggle is what you seek, you're sure to love Jordan's jolly joke of the week. Trying to find some funny wedding jokes. Did you hear about the two cell phones who got married? The reception was awful. Oh, God. <laughs> All words to that effect. The reception was great. Mm. Marriage is becoming more and more progressive. I hear Scoutmasters decided to tie the knot. <laughs> Did you hear about the notebook and married the pencil? She finally found Mr. Wright. <laughs> Do you know why the King of Hearts married the Queen of Hearts? They were perfectly suited to each other. Ladies <sighs> and gentlemen, it's been well, this is really making my speech at the wedding shorter. It's been ten years since the invisible man married the invisible woman. The kids look nothing. Ah, oh, sack will do one that's been sent in by a gene diva. It's a nice thought. Uh, I overdosed on Viagra the other day. <laughs> oh, it is a wedding-related joke. <laughs> and I'll tell you the punchline after the break. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, Gene Divas, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, it's now time for Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Week. This was sent in from, is this Georgia? Georgie? Georgia. Oh, Georgie. Georgie. This was sent in from Georgie. I overdosed on Viagra the other day. It was the hardest day of my life. Wow. Once dropped a Viagra in my brew. Really? Yeah. Nothing happened, but my biscuit won't get soft. <laughs> Kirsten also sent this one. Oh, this is a good one from Kirsten. What does garlic do when it's too hot? I don't know. Takes its cloves off. Oh, Megan sent this one. How did the burger introduce his wife? Meat patty. <laughs> oh, my God. Catherine says, oh, more. the five and six-year-olds I work with usually tell jokes that don't follow conventional joke format, but the other one day I heard this one, it generally made me laugh a lot. What did the chick say to its mother when an orange hatched? Look what marmalade. Good. Right, well, let's put that to bed. Thank you very much. What for... the gay horses heat? What to? Gay horses heat. What do gay horses eat? Yeah. Hey! <laughs> wow. Have I not told you that one? No, you one? haven't. That one was by me, that one. Oh, is it? Mm. Mm. Listeners' can, questions? You'd never tell. Well, before we get to the listeners' questions, um, there are still a few, few very exclusive select tickets left for our live tour across <clears> the UK <throat> and Ireland. You can head to sexedmyboss.com slash live to get the tickets in a city near you. Which are you looking forward to any particular city in general? All of them. That's a very diplomatic answer. No, I am. Obviously, you can say, you know. Don't can... say Sheffield. What have you got against I'm, Sheffield? I, do you know what? I cannot wait to go to Sheffield. It's a great night out, Sheffield. Mm. I say that about every city, don't I? Yeah. You just... No, I'm looking forward to going to all of them. Good. No, it's going it's to be fun. Um, listeners' problems. This is from Ellie. Dear William Jordan and PB, I'm sure you're all tired of hearing this, but I love the podcast. Oh, Thank you. No, we never, Ellie, we never tire hearing of it. I'm looking for a bit of advice on a tricky friend situation. I have a friend who works away quite often and thus has to leave the city every few months. We aren't the closest of friends, but we get along okay. The problem I have is that every time she leaves, she asks me to check on her house and water all her plants. Not just the once, but multiple times a week. For several weeks on end. The first time she asked, I didn't mind helping out, but since then she automatically assumes that I'll be happy to do it, for barely a thank you in return. Because I have virtually no life and never get a chance to go away myself, even less so with Covid, I can never come up with a good excuse for why I won't be able to help. The old, sorry I'll be out of town, hasn't really worked. And I'm not a good liar, so I can't just pretend I'll be away. So my question for you is, how do I deal with this situation? Am I a sucker stuck house-sitting forever? All the best, Ellie. 
I don't think you're uh, a soccer addict. They're taking the piss a bit, if I'm honest. Yeah, and if they're if they're giving you chocolates or even money or flowers yeah. or something in return, okay, fair enough. Um, not even a thank you, though. They say well, she said barely a thank you. I think you need to bite the bullet and say, I'm not doing this anymore. I think they're completely taking the mick. Once or twice, and then if they, a year, and if they return the favour. Mm. But yeah. I think maybe rather than saying, I'm not doing this anymore, because you've got, still got to live next door to them. Wait, Ben knew about the engagement before me. Well, Ben was in the country. Just clicked on. <laughs> so Ben knew before you told me. Who haven't you told? Ben knew in May. <laughs> sorry, Ellie. There it's... are quite a lot of people I haven't told, I should Sorry, be Ellie. Go on. You have to get better at lying here, Ellie, and say, oh, actually, I'm away quite a lot that weekend, or I'm probably going away. I'd hate to let you down. Best you probably find someone else just in case I do go away. Yeah. So you're hedging it, and then if you don't go away, you didn't say you were, so it's not technically a lie. You are thinking of going away. I think about going away all the time. I'd love to go to Bora Bora tomorrow, but it's not going to happen. But I think about going away. I'd just tell her straight. Times the situation says me you hates confrontation, but yeah. Have you ever told it to anyone straight? No, but tell her straight in a text message. In a te- no, don't do the yeah. coward's way out. Do it in a text message because then you can get it all out and you can you can. Articulate yourself, yourself better. I would, I would uh, tell you what I do like about that approach is that, that you're writing it down. I would write it down, maybe type it up on your computer, get your thoughts on paper, or write it pen to paper, that's fine, and then sort of finesse them and then speak it to them in person. Okay, next letter, please. This is from Carolina. Dear William and Jordan from the podcast, I will explain below. And producer Ben, brackets, the real key worker of this pandemic. First of all, thank I you. I can't for... believe you're engaged. I'm oh. so happy for you. Thank you very much. It, it feels slightly weird, but we're very happy. First of all, thank you for introducing me to Debonnet. My friend Rena and I have had too much of it one day, and a dog mounted her face as we were unable to escape from it when we were having a picnic in the park. <laughs> that was the day we realised one G&D is the equivalent of having three normal drinks. Yes. The dog also stole our salami. Anyway, my dilemma is regarding thank you notes and messages. I recently was invited to a party. I RSVP'd and thanked them for the invitation. Following the party, I sent a message to the host thanking for the party. They sent one thanking for attending. They sent another one the day after thanking for the gift. I replied thanking for the message. Two days later, a thank you card arrived... Do I have to say thank you for the thank you card? I have a full-time job. This is taking a lot of my time. When can I stop? And then she's put here, Jordan from the podcast. When Rita and I started listening to the podcast, there was a lot of drama at work involving a colleague called Jordan. We had several conversations about what Jordan said, and it took us a couple of weeks to realise we were talking about two different people. From then on, we specify which Jordan we are talking about, the good one or the bad one probably work out which is which i hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as your listeners and i hope you will never stop recording lots of love carolina oh thank you carolina that's a great uh, question when do you st- so she, i think they leave it at the, once she sent the thank you card you don't send a card back to say thank you for no. the thank you card because then they could forever. message you going thank you thank you for the thank you card yeah i would do 
Yeah, so the, if you go to someone's house or you, know, you go around for a curry, maybe if you can imagine that, or you go around for dinner or anything like that. Oh, there it is. If, if they pay or, or cook, you send a thank you as a guest. That's, that's okay. fairly standard. You don't need, I as host, if I receive a thank you letter, I don't need to then thank you for that. If you bring me a gift to my house for a curry, for a dinner, whatever, I don't need to thank you for that other than in the moment when I receive it from you. OK, next letter, please. Um, well, can I actually tell a story about thank yous? This is, this is a slightly long-winded story, but I think it, it's a tale I always tell in my classes. Your time you're wasting, not mine. <laughs> so, many years ago, when I started to do the job that I do, I lived in Manchester, as we know, and I didn't live in London, and I would start to have quite a few clients in London or abroad, so I'd have to get to Heathrow really early in the morning. So I was told to go and stay with a friend of a friend, lovely lady called Shirley. Now, Shirley at the time was 85, and she lived in a beautiful London townhouse in Chelsea, lovely area of London, beautiful, like dream, like almost like a Mary Poppins-type house, that sort of style with a lovely, lovely look. You are friends in high places, don't you? Anyway. I used to stay on George's bed settee. Right, yeah. Well, I was in Shirley's Chelsea townhouse. And I'll never forget that, George, because I know you listen. You used to put me up all the time, it is. Oh, that's very kind, and I'll never forget it, Shirley. So... I would uh, go and stay with Shirley, and the very first time she told me the following story. She and her twin sister, twin sister, grew up in Cheshire, and every Christmas they were sent a one-pound note. Now, 80, 95 years ago, that was actually quite a lot of money, especially for young children to be getting, in the days when we had one-pound notes. I wish we still had pound notes. Yeah, nice, wouldn't it? Would, wouldn't it? And they would obviously, when they got to an age where they could write to say thank you, would write each a letter to say thank you to this great aunt. Now, there was some family feud, which meant that they never met this great aunt. They never sent the great aunt anything. The, fa- the parents didn't like to talk to the great aunt. They don't know quite what the drama was. Shirley and her twin sister were now in their 20s and still were being sent this one-pound note and would write to say thank you. But, of course, a pound wasn't worth quite what it was 20 years ago. They were earning money... And they put in their letter, look, we'd love to meet you. We don't care what the feud is. You're always so generous to us. Please let us know when we can see you. No response. And they were now in their 30s. And Shirley's twin sister said, look, this is, this is ridiculous. We don't have a relationship with her. It's embarrassing. We're earning money. Pound's not worth as much. I'm going to stop writing. So Shirley's sister stopped. Shirley continued. And still, for five or six more years afterwards, both girls were sent, well, young women now, were sent their pound note by the great aunt and then one year nothing for either sister and shortly after christmas shirley received a phone call uh, and they said i'm so sorry to tell you but your great aunt has died and in her will she has left you her multi-million pound chelsea townhouse because you always wrote to say thank you the sister was not left anything oh my god what a story. So every time I stayed with Shirley, I always wrote to say thank you, because you never know. <laughs> Is she still with us? Yes. So are you hoping for a million pound townhouse? Well, she's actually sadly subsequently sold it, so no, I don't think I'll be getting it. Oh my God, that's a great... I'm going to remember that forever to always say thank you. It's a you. lovely story. It's such a good story, and Shirley's obviously given me permission to tell that story. It's in, indeed in her book that she wrote, but it's, it's lovely. It's, it's a great... You never know... You, people will always think better of you for writing to say thank you. You may not get a multi-million pound townhouse, but the, it's a lovely morality tale. Even if it's a box of milk tray? Yeah, well, yes. You could get that. You never know. I know which one I'd be happier with. Milk tray. <laughs> so thank you, Caroline. What a that. great story. I was, I was getting a bit bored halfway through yes. that. And then 
thank you. Just cut that bed and make it a bit tighter with the cut the middle bit out and everything of William chatting on. I'm joking. Such a bitch. I'm joking. You've become ambitious. You've become engaged. I've become engaged. We are engaged. We are well, we're not saying we're engaged. And we're not fiance. We are I am Micah's husband elect, and he is my husband apparent, <laughs> is how we're phrasing it. Are you gonna use the term hobby? Oh, no, I'm not. Wait for you to say my hubby. I am absolutely not. What's... I'd rather not get married than say hubby. What's wrong with hubby? Oh, it's so awful. It sounds like a children's television show. Oh, Wendy says it all the time. Well, that's fine for me. Oh, my hubby's just the same. Comes in, skid marks in his boxes, oh. left on bloody bathroom floors, a nightmare he is. <laughs> no. Neither am I calling him my other half. My better half? No. No, because he's not. I'm the best. Yeah, well, just Don't gotta, be stupid. I've just got a text from Mikey. Oh, here we go. All right, George, I'm, I'm not going to say you'll be. I'll just refer to him as the missus. <laughs> you know, we lads on building site like. Ta da! Cheers, Mikey. It's going to call you the missus. <laughs> Erin Dawes. Our peg. That's what they say up north. Our peg. Our peg. Even if your name's not Peggy? No, yeah, they cut... No, it means... It means, like, a lot of... It, do you know what? My mate's brother says it as well, but... Oh, Peg's coming down. means my right. wife. OK. So many options. <laughs> oh, this one is headed... It's on email, help at sexandmyboss.com. This one is um, headed rude wedding photographer. How apt. Dear William Jordan and PB, this is from Jake. I've been listening to the podcast for a while now and never had a dilemma to write in, but now, sadly, I do. I've always been a naturally slim person, but now I'm nearing 30. Oh. Coupled with the pandemic, I may have put on a little bit of weight oh, last year. What do I say? Didn't I send a group in the message today? Ben said, do you want any uh, breakfast? Or a message in the group. I sent a message in the group. Yeah. Ben said, do you want any breakfast? And I said, when you get to 30, you're not allowed to eat until after 12pm. Yeah, well done. My partner and I were invited to his brother's wedding, which had been postponed due to coronavirus. I decided that I wanted to get a new suit, which arrived a few days before. And whilst the suit was not overly tight, it was a bit snug. Why are you saying it like that? Suit. 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 The correct RP pronunciation is suit. 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 You're going in the honeymoon suite. Yeah, but that's a different word. Suit. It's not a sweet. Why are you saying it like that? Don't, would you want me to say it in the common way? It's suit. Okay, got a new wedding suit. I don't know if he ever says it uh, after this, but it was too late to get it changed, and I just had to be careful whenever I sat down as not to rip anything. Luckily, there were no mishaps at the wedding. It then came time for the wedding pictures. We all took it in turns to have our photos with the happy couple, watching until we were called by the wedding photographer. It was my partner and I's turn, and as we were waiting for the photographer to start, he shouted across the lawn to me, Can you unbutton your suit jacket? It's a bit tight. This was in front of everyone. I responded with just one word and rather loudly said, Rude. To try to smooth things over, he said, don't worry, lockdown has been a struggle for us all. Wow. Safe to say, I fear I will have a face of thunder in the photographs. My partner found it hilarious, by the way. So I have two questions. As a professional wedding photographer, is it OK to call someone out like that in front of everyone? And if it were to happen again, what is the best way to respond? Many thanks, Jake. Wow. I think he's kind of could have done you a favour because... 
if it's looking tight, you don't want it to look tight in the pictures. So I think it's Yeah, but fine. there's a way to say it. You don't shout it in front of everyone as this photographer did. I would have gone up to Jake and whispered in his ear or said quietly, can I suggest you unbutton your... Jordan is again with his with his felt tip marker practicing his signature. I'm not. I'm just. Yes, too... you have written Jordan North. I just Google. And then you've tried doing it again. Yeah, I just Google my name. Google, Google, <laughs> doodle my name. Why? I don't know. I just do when I'm 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 listening. I just like doodling, don't I? You are so funny. I think it is rude for the photographer to say that. And I... if my well, my photographer is is our friend Michael Mara. Does he know? Yes, he does know. He's oh, booked. Of course he does. I'm the last to know. You're not the last to know. Does shall it bang soon now? We've texted. <laughs> <laughs> Does um, Carpenter Karen? Karen the Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, no, she doesn't know. Okay. No. So yeah, if Michael Michael won't do that because he's he's a very good professional wedding photographer on every level. But I wouldn't have uh, from a photographer point of view, I wouldn't have gone up to the person or shouted in front of everyone else mm. and do your jacket. I might have gone up and adjusted it. You know, yeah. And, done it that way and I then wouldn't go lockdown's been hard for everyone yeah yeah he could have just got over and just got over and said I'm just going to do your jacket a lot better or could we just try one with your jacket undone yeah okay the other the other thing you could do Jake is is actually because you had ordered this new suit is order the next size up that might have helped this is why I don't like ordering clothes online I never order many clothes online no unless you know your exact size because like you go in one shop you're a small Going another, you're a medium. Going top man, I'm a bloody extra large. You are an extra large. And top man, spray on skinny jeans, even though top man's short. Why are you wearing skinny jeans? I'm not, jeans I've after told 30. you. I told, we've talked about this. I've stopped wearing skinny jeans after 30. I'm a slim fit kind of guy now. These right. are slim fit. Well, good. I don't want to wear boot cut, though. I'm not that old. No, no. This one is from Katie. It's our last one. Dear William Jordan and producer Ben, I have been seeing my Swedish boyfriend for a year and recently moved. Mood and recently moved to Sweden to live with him and find work. However, I'm having doubts. He is my best friend, and indeed only friend here. However, I don't know if I'm in love with him. We haven't had sex in months, and I'm not sexually attracted to him. I can't even kiss him for more than three seconds without feeling weird. He is very clingy and tells me he misses me all of the time, showers me in compliments, and is the perfect boyfriend. He ticks every metaphorical box. Yet, I don't feel excited to come home from work and see him. I have no idea what to do. Should a relationship feel like this? Every day he tells me about marriage, having children, getting a dog. And we're only 23, so that scares me. With living in a different country, that makes the scenario much harder, as I would like to be on my own. Also, he is my best friend, and I don't have many of those. What do you think I should do? I love the podcast and have been binging for weeks. Being alone in a new country doesn't feel so lonely when listening to you guys. Best wishes, Katie. Oh, Katie, you're still so very, very young, and I don't mean that patronisingly, but if you're not feeling it and you don't love him, then you've just got to rip the plaster off. And do you know what? There will be a lot of guilt for a while, mm. and you will feel guilty because, like you said, he's a, he's a great guy, he's a lovely lad, but if it's just not there, it's, it's just not there. And you, and it might be worse if, you know, you really like... We've got mutual friends and like his family, but if you don't love someone, then you can't just stay with him because he's a nice guy. Mm. Yeah, if, if if there's no spark there, you've got you've got to do something about it because, you know, how long is this going to go on? Mm. Um, have you, you know, you're 23, you've got all your entire life ahead of you. 
Um, I assume he's of a similar age. If he's as nice as you say he is, he will find someone. You are very nice and considerate. The fact you've even written in worried about his feelings, not just sort of brutally doing it, shows that you are a considerate person. Um, so don't worry about that. It, it is going to be hard. I'm not going to pretend. Um, I'm very fortunate. I've never really had to break up with someone, so I haven't really done it. Um, but I think you owe it to him to be honest and do it face to face. And explain that you'd still like to be friends. I have a very close friend of mine who was in a relationship similar to yours. This man loved her and he was so kind and pleasant and had a lovely home and was really hard working. And she still says he's the nicest man she's ever met, but she just didn't love him and there was no spark there. Mm. And they're still friends now, like many, many years later. Yeah, and it, it can happen. You might need to have a pause in between sort of relationship and friendship. Or if you still do think there might be something there and you might be able to get it back, go back, you know, you need to go on holiday, come back to the UK, see your family, you know, to keep leave him in Sweden, sort of in, you want some time away and see how you feel after a week or two. That could be an interim measure, but I appreciate it's costly and travel at the moment is not easy. So thus it might just be a one-way ticket. Yeah. But just do what's right for you. Remember, if you want our help with something, then you can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexandmyboss.com or send a message on Instagram at sexandmyboss. Or you can write to Mr. Recently Engaged William Hanson, who promises a handwritten reply on his own letter of paper. The address is on the website, sexandmyboss.com. Goodbye. I am very, very happy for you. Thank you. Hello g and we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema.